0: Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. And we have got a great show in store. Today on the show, we start our live podcast conversations from our That Sounds Fun tour in June. Throughout July, you're going to get to hear all 12 live conversations if you weren't able to make it in person. We did save some of the interview just for the live audience, but most of it you're going to hear right here. And you're going to get to hear some live feedback from the audience. First up are my friends Hillary Scott, Dave Haywood, and Charles Kelly from Lady A. You may know them from some of their most popular songs over the years. Need You Now, What If I Never Get Over You, American Honey. Y'all, they are one of my very favorite bands Over the course of their decade-plus career, Lady A has had more than 18 million albums purchased, 34 million tracks sold, and 5 billion digital streams. And they recently earned their 11th career number one with the multi-week and gold chart topper Champagne Night. Their new album, What a Song Can Do, Chapter One, just came out last week, and y'all, it is so good. And the new theme song you hear in the background was made by Dave Haywood from Lady A, along with our friend, Torin Wells. Listen, Dave, Hillary, Charles, all three of these friends are so special to me, and I was so grateful to have them as our Nashville guests on the tour. And there was no better conversation to start sharing with y'all than this one. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Here is my conversation with Lady A. We're about to record a podcast with Charles, Dave, and Hillary from Lady A.
1: It's
0: so fun, right? It's so fun. Oh, you go. Sorry. I'm a terrible host already. Right? <laughs> I mean, you like the song because you made the song.
2: You You made the song, Dave. I've been dancing to that song in my basement for a few months now, so (laughs) it's nice to hear it. Will you
0: back us up on that actual song and say, what was the whole process? How did you even find that for us? How'd you
2: do that? Oh, well, um, well, thank you for asking, and thanks for having us tonight, y'all. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and, you know, my wife works with you. We both... Do what my wife says. We work. Yes, work we them, both yeah. do
0: what your wife says. That's 100% true. Yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, she was like, we were looking for some music. And I was like, I love, I mean, we, the way we write, a lot of our music actually is kind of little chord progressions and beats and things we write to. And I was just kind of envisioning what you were going for and sort of something exciting and, and just kind of came up with that in my basement studio for fun. And then getting Tornwells on it was so much fun. Oh so. my gosh,
0: you need the best. He is. Tell me why you wore the exact same outfit as me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the Nashville classic get-up, though. Yeah, right? You're right, though. You're right,
0: though. Yeah. yeah, you're right, though. You're right, though. You're right, though. You're right. It's this a Nashville is. thing. He walked in, and he, I was like, oh, really? We're doing this?
3: We're doing this? Who wore it better? I'm very interested in that. Um, hi, Hill. Hi. This is so fun. I am just soaking it up. I'm a really proud friend right now. Oh, thank, you. Oh. thank you. very much. We've already cried
0: twice tonight, so I'm gonna need her to settle it down right now, because I'm not here for that. So Charles, we'll move right on, because you yes. and I haven't cried yet. No, we yet. have not cried. It's a big night, oh though, buddy. Oh my goodness. Um, uh-huh. Will you show? This is an audio podcast. What? Will you show about your new tattoo? Oh
1: uh, yes. It's gonna help
0: a lot for the audio. It's a rose. It's yeah. Beautiful. I don't know what's.
1: It's so funny. Uh, Kelly, uh, your manager and Dave's wife asked me. She was like, "So what's? So what is this? I see like two new tattoos." And I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just the pandemic. I went on the road and boredom and I just felt You're like, like ha- doing something artistic. Yeah, hurt me. Make hurt me, me feel me. <laughs> make me feel something more than I've already felt this year. I've felt more this year than I ever have. So uh, I don't want to feel this much ever again. This is a lot of feelings.
0: Poor Charles. He doesn't know I'm about to just dig right in on that, does he? He doesn't know. Um, is that really true? You felt more this year than you felt ever?
1: Just, I mean, really getting in touch with who I am, what I want to be about moving forward, um, you know, as a husband, as a father. But like, because I feel like the biggest thing I had to recognize is I've always been looking for the next thing. It's always been the next goal. And I really, truly don't know if I've ever really settled into a moment in my life. It's always just, you know, it's just a constant chase, yeah. you know, and, and chase for exciting new fun things. And it was like forced stillness, right. forced self-awareness, all that kind of stuff.
0: Do you have words for that?
3: Well, I know we're not supposed to try to project what we think someone's Enneagram number is. Oh, boy. But I just kind of want to poll the audience. Who thinks Charles is a seven?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Very very much so. You think so?
1: Oh, yeah, looking at it. I I thought it was like a three when I first looked at it. And and I can't remember what is the three. I think the three is a little bit more together put
0: together (laughs) he's like annie wouldn't it be true that you and i are the least put together yeah yeah yeah, but i'm
1: i'm definitely i'm a i'm a thrill seeker not like i i would never like want to go jump out of a plane or any of that kind of stuff not those kind of thrills but like some kind of adrenaline rush something like some concert something you know i don't know something exciting i I always need that
0: yeah tattoos (laughs) he's like yeah i've totally quit here yeah i'm already bored with these can i get rid
1: of these now can i go yeah (laughs)
0: Um, Dave, when you hear Charles talk about that, y'all been friends since what?
1: Listen, this is enough on me. Let's move on. I,
0: <laughs> I said, Dave, no. give me a second, brother. How old were y'all when y'all became friends? Uh,
2: gosh, we've been friends, I mean, 1993, I think. Yeah. So, uh, uh we were, uh, I grew up in Chapel Hill for a couple years, but then moved back to Augusta where I was born, but born and raised basically in Augusta, Georgia, went to the same middle school. He had a middle school band. I had a middle school band. Do name. Do tell the name. I know, I know. His. Uh, well, our band was called Overcast.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Like the weather. Y- yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, thank, thank you.
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I
1: yeah.
2: thought. <laughs> I worked making out, and I you got, got there myself. And uh, we were
1: uh, we were a band called Spork. Like, you know, the little... <laughs> From KFC, you get the spoon and the forks.
0: You keep asking and me to move on, and then you I keep doing this. And
1: then, yes, we wore the uh, the spork necklaces You to are lying we did. to me. You wore spork we did. necklaces It lasted in one day, and we got made fun of, and we never wore them again.
3: So was it on a chain?
1: Mm, I, I can't remember exactly. It was on some kind of can. rope. Cut, cut you a little hole, <laughs> and you got the little spork hanging down. And if, I guess How if many, you want a snack, you can, you you can grab your chain and just... How <laughs> many, You You could
0: eat lunch with your jewelry. Yeah. Is what you're saying. How many of y'all were in that band?
1: Uh, It's my brother, Josh Kelly, um, and a couple gentlemen that uh, Patrick Blanchard, actually Patrick Blanchard was in my second band called Inside Blue, another cool one. We liked to play blues, and we were inside. You got one clap. Uh, But Yeah. Someone was like, good uh, on you, better than
0: sport.
2: (laughs) It was better than sport, yeah.
0: I mean, okay, so my question is, oh, right,
2: right, we got stuck, when, and
0: that's Charles' response right. after 2020. And you've known him for forever. What is your response after 2020? Did, did you have that kind of feeling of like, I've got to learn to be in the thing that I'm in?
2: You know, it's interesting. So for me, there was something that when the pandemic happened, and it was terrible, but there's something as an introvert that kind of made me go, oh, there's not much expectation coming up. I can kind of be at home. I really felt sad. I think the last couple years I've, I've been so excited about being able to do music, but there's a sadness with missing your kids and leaving mm. and touring and traveling. And so to have an opportunity to be able to take my kids to school, pick them up, be home. And, you know, I knew that I knew we'd get out of this thing. You know, I had hope. I didn't know how it went longer than we all predicted. Right. Way longer than we all predicted. But, um, you know, when it started, I was like, this is wild and crazy, but there's something about it that. I can kind of be okay with like even the the song we were joking about at the beginning which i love doing that stuff i mean i can kind of just sort of be in my studio and kind of working yeah. on music production songwriting It's kind of my happy place at the end of the day though you know being in front of people and doing this is really what kind of gives life and excitement but there's parts of it that i was like i'm okay for a little bit i can chill i can do this <laughs> You hit a point, though, where you just run run out of iPad time (laughs) time
0: for your kids. You're like, I need to turn off my own screen time. I'm having troubles. Um, Hill, what do you know about God in June of 2021 that you didn't know a year ago? Oh,
3: that he is kind. (laughs) Even in the midst of uncertainty and, you know, hearing Dave answer that question, it's just I had to ask myself a lot, as much to echo you. I loved being at home with my kids, with my daughters, and my husband, and I had always kind of been afraid to pray for a summer at home after Isley was born, just because I knew that's when we tour, that's when things get really busy. That would be impossible, you know. And but I'd always kind of yearned to know what that felt like, and so why were you I, afraid to pray that? Um, it didn't feel possible. I think just because of our schedule and the way that life kind of works within our touring, you know, aspect of our career. Um, And I feel like God answered that prayer for me, like that I was able to be home and then some, to your point, you know, longer than we all anticipated. But it was an answered prayer, and so I felt God's kindness in that. And it also encouraged me to not be afraid to ask for anything in His name. Really? So it's helped me, I think, become a little bit more of an emboldened prayer. <laughs> wild. Yeah. That
0: is wild. And so it's, by getting the thing you were never praying for, Afraid to now pray for you me. go, well, then I can pray for anything. Yeah. Because why? What's the rest of that sentence?
3: Because I think over this past year, I've, I've been more cognizant of his faithfulness just bringing us through, bringing me through um, so much. And I think it was just a renewed sense of, of that. Mm-hmm.
0: This is an all skate. Y'all can decide who tells me this. <laughs> us, this. Sorry, it's not just us, it's all of us. Um, there were some things y'all got to do over the last year, like Songland was last year, right? In 2020? Or was it in yeah, 2018? Yes, yeah, it was. That was yep. the last thing we did.
2: Okay. Yeah, we were in, in LA in january of yeah. 2020 we were in la to do Songland. speaking
1: of that yep. dave i'm sure everybody there's a lot of people that have this little theory dave has a theory that it was that taping yeah that weekend that you have a theory that you
2: i got really mm-hmm. sick in los angeles like yeah. you know and, and you had patient, a, yeah, then you patient patient a, a right sick. here you know
0: <laughs> you brought it to nashville he
2: might have
1: he might have patient That's A. That's a
0: rumor to start. What yeah. a monster! Breaking news! Breaking news! Dave Heywood from Lady A is the reason Nashville got COVID. That's terrible to hear. That's not what you want to be remembered for, bud.
1: <laughs> it was like the Scarlet Letter. I remember there was a guy in the music business. We were we were like a filming for a fundraiser, and like it was like you know name this guy's name, and it like it went all around town. They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he gave, it. and it was like. He didn't mean to give it right, to anybody. Right. He didn't right. Mean to right get he wasn't it. passing
0: it out. Yeah,
1: he wasn't passing it out. He didn't know.
0: Did y'all songwriting change last year?
1: Uh yes and no. The way we
3: wrote, for sure. I mean, so many of our writing appointments, and Charles, you did the heavy lifting here, but they were on Zoom a lot of the time. Uh,
1: well, again, I was I mean, finally I kind of settled into just chilling out, but like I was like, all right. I'm at home. I'm bored. What do I do? And again, listen, y'all, I loved the time with my little five-year-old boy, and my wife. But Board's like kind I have, of
0: angelic, your son. Well, he
1: is he is really He's special. It's just so special. But, but we need time. I have to have a I have to have one thing every day that is my purpose. And it can literally be huh. going to play golf. It could yeah. be I gotta get a workout. I gotta have one thing. It could be I gotta go to the mall and get but I have to have something to base my day around. So I would kind of base it around these rights. But I wrote a bunch, but all that to say there was a lot of those kind of introspective songs. And after a while, we started thinking, like, when we get through with this, you know what I don't want to hear anymore is these are unprecedented times. We're all in it together. We can get through this. Uh, and it was like, no. And right. that's why we said when she, when she wrote Like a Lady, we, we, we said, that's what we need. Yeah. I want something that makes me roll my windows down. And, ha- and Champagne Night was another example. that yes. It was like... Gosh, that was right during that whole time and it, when it was all happening. And, um, and we pivoted to that single because we were like, man, I'm just, everything is so heavy. I just want something that makes me feel good.
0: Does that feel true that, that sometimes we just need a thing?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I know when I wrote Like a Lady, it was like. Who else you write that with? Anybody else we know? Yes. <laughs> Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes. Yes. Friend of the pod as well, yes. And then three other incredible writers. That was such a 2020 writing. Were y'all all session. on Zoom? Five of you? So, no, Dave and I and Brandon Paddock were socially distanced in a studio. And then Michelle Buzz was in Los Angeles. And then Martin Johnson was in Wyoming. In his RV or something. Is, I mean, it was so wild. Wild. feels like you're lying. I know you're not there. Like he was in his RV. Yeah, I don't know. It was so. Matthew McConaughey was yeah. there. Yeah. He started
1: playing bongos. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was a that was a cool book. I liked that. But
3: I just dreamed of the live show. I mean, when all of that energy—it's a fun, you know, female empowerment message. But more than anything, I was sitting there, just hoping and yearning that we could play this live at some point in the near future
1: but sorry to (laughs) To juxtapose that though I think y'all should share this is one of the song another song that I wasn't a part of writing I'm so glad because I I am a very like get in there kind of guy when I'm in the writing room and I think if this title had been pitched to write I would have said no way! That's not commercial. Let's not do this. But but Dave and Hillary wrote a song called "Worship What I Hate." So oh, the complete gosh, yes. opposite concept, talking about going and diving super deep into how this year kind of affected and what we recognized about ourselves. Um, but y'all should yeah. talk about that song. To me, that's one of the pillars.
3: This that song in particular, um, we wrote with Natalie Hemby, who has written so many incredible songs. She. Rainbow for Casey Musgraves. I mean, she's just got such an incredible way of putting words to melody. And we were talking just about how we were coping with these unprecedented times.
1: Well said. <laughs> Keep saying it. They love and, to hear it. <laughs> We'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. bug word. Bug word.
3: And especially as you know, a wife and mother, and just. What am I consuming every day? Because, you know, over this last year plus, there's just been so much uncertainty and so much unrest and so much hard going on in within our own homes and outside of it, politically, you know, all of it. And how am I coping? What am I ingesting? And am I growing into the person that I want to be or am I making things my idol that I'd never have intended to make my idol. And that was really what the whole song was about, was just, like, whether it be perfectionism, comparing myself to other people, you know, um, needing to drink more wine just to, you know, to go to sleep, like, to get through a day hiding in my closet for my children for couple minutes because I was just about to pull my hair out you know things like that that I think we all had our own version of and and having that aha moment of when I put in the good things when I fill up myself with what I know is true what pours out is so much healthier and those idols get
2: put in their place also about there's this line in the song, uh, about, I'm not guilty of leaving. I'm guilty of sticking around being right here, but being checked out wow. and not being present. And, and boy, that line like wrecks me every time it comes around. And if you're a parent, you'll know this feeling where you're stuck in your phone, you're just scrolling, you're going, you're going, and you can just feel your kids around you, daddy, daddy. And you're just, I mean, it wrecks me when I hear it. Cause I've been there And you're just glossing over what's right in front of you. And you're overlooking the beauty that is sitting right there in front of you. Um, And we try to put all of that into that song. I mean, for me, like you mentioned the John Eldridge book earlier in the evening. I mean, I read that and just ditched all social media. I just needed a cleanse. Really? I just needed a a moment away because I felt myself doing that thing, you know? And and I just, my wife's here, my kids are here. You know, I'm able to do music with my two best friends here. Let's focus on that. Let's be present here. You know, I just would get so, I would, I found that for me, kind of when the pandemic, you know, sort of began, I realized how much I just was kind of addicted to the endless, like, what am I looking for here? So I I think that was a journey for me too. What am I looking
0: for here? That's the question, Dave. What am I looking for here? Yeah. I mean, Sarah Catherine said a similar thing when she was up here of saying, it, it is Instagram that keeps me from, from knowing what's true. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: gosh. I mean, and you focus on, you know, the few hateful sides of what, what it is. And, and you know, it, the, the hate is so much louder than than all the, the positivity out there. But, man, I, I'm so worried <laughs> of the world that uh, the next generation, our kids, like my kid, is going to be. Put to I mean I'm sure every you know every generation says that but it is there's so much pressure and so much anxiety that comes from that and uh, I'm with Dave I had to I have to like turn off and literally delete that app because I find myself just doing the same routine I go uh, text message email Instagram golf channel this this and then I pick it up ten minutes later same two, cycle over, same That's cycle right cycle. right I'm like, Charles, what is wrong roaming me, me I'm me like Pavlo's dog Pavlo's dog
3: I go to, like, check a text message, and I before I know it, I don't even realize I'm on Instagram scrolling, and I'm like, why am I here? What, what was I supposed to be doing? I mean, it's just so powerful.
1: Because Caitlyn had a new, new nose, and we got to see. I want to see what it looks like. Can't tell.
3: You know, not to turn you know, not on a serious note one thing that my husband and I we've talked a lot about with the phone thing and because he is very good at lovingly saying like he'll put your phone down um, he said he goes you know we live our, our generation and as parents like we've got a lot more flexibility most a lot of us with our schedules to like be at all of our kids games and whether because we can do things from our email or there's more freelancers or you work from home and but he said he goes you know I think Our kids one day are going to say, it's not that you weren't there. You were there. You just weren't paying attention. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Wow. You are so right. And so I try to always keep that the forefront of my mind.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. I wonder... I wonder, Charles, when, when you say that about what's going to happen with Ward in 10 years, yeah. I just wonder if your kids and the next generation of kids are going to not do any that's of that. I, I,
1: I, yeah. I, that's my hope. That's my hope. It, yeah. uh, you know, you see some of that happening where it's like, this isn't cool. Like, I hope it just becomes where it's like not cool. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I don't think I would do it if it wasn't for like the the feeling and the need, like all the younger Artists are, are doing it, and I'm like, well, how are they? How are people going to know we have a show next week or something? So I do it, and then I find myself getting sucked into the vortex of you know what the Kardashians are doing. And yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, they're very intriguing. It is a
0: vortex. To they're be very fair. intriguing.
1: I, they're, I'm very, very intriguing. <laughs> they are. Um, just I don't know. I just I, I just think I love it when when a family you know comes from nothing and gets all the way to the top like that. It's just great. No. <laughs>
0: It's the vortex. It's the vortex. He just made us all go into it. Sorry, guys. And you did not ask our permission. I know. We did not say you could do that to us. What was the question? (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. I think that is very interesting to hear you say that, Charles, because the rest of us realize y'all are Lady A. No one's going to forget you have concerts. You're think you feel like you're spork and we're remembering your lady A. <laughs> Ooh.
1: That, was deep, deep. I never that lived, was deep. I should not have even said Spork, man. I have if you with think I'm baby. not getting you
0: a necklace with a spork on it? You have not known me the decade oh, man, that you've known me, my man. It. That thing That's is coming. If you're gonna do that, in.
1: please bring a bucket of chicken because KSC is like one of my favorites. <laughs> I love it. They have the best chicken they do. Anybody Popeye's is pretty, Popeye's is a close second.
0: What is happening? Wait, I love wait, that chicken
1: for Popeye's. Wait, I'm trying to wait. get you a sponsorship. No, love no. that chicken for Popeye's. <laughs> That's what Ward does. My little Cassie, boy. where are you? My where little is boy your can, wife? What is happening? Sp- speaking of how much TV we watch, she knows everyone. He's like, he'll go there. He'll go, liberty, liberty, liberty. liberty. <laughs> I'm like, we watch way too much television <laughs> in the Kelly household.
0: We're not leaving this. Best fried chicken Where? I care.
3: No, um, I'd have to say probably Howdy beats here. <laughs> Both
0: yeah. men are like, okay, Hillary. Way I mean, yeah. to be local, you're right. How That's, spicy do you go though, Hill? Not very, no, I'm
2: me a mild either. girl. Yeah, it's too hard yeah. to go mild super is spicy. still spicy yeah. at that point.
0: Yeah, because yes. that extra hot stuff, you're like, I'm not tasting anything except anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it's just like <laughs> in my body. And yeah. I
3: know I'm gonna be miserable later. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't talk about it, but it gets bad. It does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we didn't we didn't get permission to talk about that either. Or the vortex. Dave, best fried chicken.
2: I mean, KFC kind of takes the cake for me. But yes. I yeah. mean, I Charlie grew up. I mean, come on. I was a sport fan, Annie. He was. So. He was in the fan club. I was in the front row. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Hey friends, just taking a short break from this live podcast tour conversation with Lady A to give a shout out to our incredible partners, Third Love. Y'all know I'm about moments of self-care and Sabbath. It's important to me to take time to do little things in life to care for myself. A great way to do just that is with some Third Love comfort. Third Love knows the science behind top to bottom comfort without sacrificing style from perfectly fitted bras and underwear to quality sleepwear. Putting on your essentials feels like a nice little indulgence every day. I'm very loyal to my third love bras there are other older ones sitting in my drawer that i pass over every time because my third love bras just fit better their confidence and comfort i get from well fitted under things actually changes the way i go through my day and with their sleepwear and loungewear third love has a perfect piece for any occasion even if the occasion is a not real pants relaxing day at home 3rd Love is your go-to destination for comfortable and quality everyday essentials. Get the level of fit and comfort you deserve with 3rd Love bras, underwear, sleepwear, and loungewear. Find your new favorite everyday essentials from their all-new feather lace collection to their number one rated 24-7 classic t-shirt bra. With the perfect fit promise, 3rd Love stands behind their products. And if you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free. Their team of expert fit stylists is available via chat or email to answer all your questions. And they love to get back just as much as we do. So far, Third Love has donated over $40 million in gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. Isn't that awesome? You deserve some TLC, friends. That's Third Love Comfort. So go to thirdlove.com soundsfun now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com soundsfun for 20% off today. And now back to our conversation with Lady A. I, this is a question I thought of this afternoon when I was thinking about y'all. Charles, before y'all got here, our friend Adam, who tour managed for y'all, and I borrowed for this tour, thankfully, um, he said, he's known y'all as long as well. And he said, Charles' voice is never off. He said, he is always right on. Everything you say, he was like, he does not have an off day. Hillary agrees with me. Wow. She's nodding. Yeah. When did you know that's what you wanted to give your life to, to using your voice, to singing? I mean, sport days for sure.
1: Yeah. But did yeah. you like
0: really know like, this is actually how I want to run my life?
1: Not, not till I moved to Nashville. It didn't take till the day I stepped foot in this town that, that I was like, okay, I'm never going back. Um, but Dave and I have similar stories. We kind of grew up playing music. You know, he, he, I would always see him at the, um, he played in the youth group and, um, I wait,
0: I'm the, sorry. Was Overcast a Christian band? No.
2: Overcast was kind of, we walked the line. We walked the <laughs> line. We kind of had sometimes our
1: toes. Sometimes they would play Dave Matthews, you know,
0: yeah.
2: into a switchfoot song. Yeah. yeah, yeah you go yeah, in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah.
2: But I did, but I would play at church and, yeah. uh, and, and the praise and worship band and at youth yeah. group and camp retreats and all kinds of stuff yeah. growing up. Yeah.
1: But I could tell he was super, ta- our, it really is kind of a wild story because I will say we were close, but we were definitely in some different circles. I will admit I was definitely in more of the, the, the badder, the bad crowd. The sporky uh, group. We would go to the youth group to see the girls, and, uh, and I was like, man, that guy's, Dave, he's really talented, you know? And uh, so anyways... Um, I, we played in bands and stuff, but Dave and I both ended up going to college at, at, at University of Georgia.
0: And I
1: and I studied finance. He was, uh, what do you call that? Well, MT. Yeah. It's MSD, uh, MSIT. Uh, MSIT. Management Information Systems, systems Technology. And, yeah, Why are
0: the, you embarrassed by this? You, you got a college be. degree. He started, he
1: created our first website and yeah. MySpace page when he started. <laughs>
0: Listen, why did we all know how to code in 2005? Yeah. Everyone knew how to code. All of us did.
1: MySpace has a very significant uh, another story. It does. That, so we, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, I like this podcast thing. Is this what podcast is? You just talk. You just talk. This is easy. Uh, and you get, like, you do this for a living? This is like, where's my manager? Can I get on this game? What would be my focus? It would just be like, it'd be like Matthew McConaughey, just rant into all these worlds.
0: We're experiencing it right now. The whole right audience now.
1: would be like, sitting here going like, was he just talking about, wait, now he's in space, now he's, okay. Um, so, <laughs> it would be I'm so glad I
0: got to be at this show. Oh, this is fun.
1: Uh, well said. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, but anyways, we uh, we, go, we both go to Georgia. My brother, Josh Kelly, is an artist. And he ends up uh, moving to L.A. and getting a, um, a record deal with Hollywood Records out there. And so, you know, he has a couple of years where he's doing music. And he comes to Nashville to start writing songs. Well, he falls in love with Nashville. this is probably 2000. And
0: Catherine Heigl. Don't leave that well, out. He's married to Katherine. Yeah. Your sister-in-law so, is Catherine Heigl. Well,
1: so the interesting wrench is he moves to Nashville. Around this time, he decides he wants to move to Nashville, and he meets Catherine Heigl on his video shoot. Well, of course, they fall in love. Well, guess where Catherine Heigl is? Los Angeles. Well, uh. he just bought this house in Nashville, <laughs> but he spent all his time in LA, and I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to move to Nashville and see if I can give this a go. So I have this really killer house for free.
0: Oh, wow. In Nashville. Did you have a job between college and moving I, here?
1: I did. I, I worked for a year with my other my oldest brother, and I um like we knocked out like we were basically flipping homes and stuff. Okay. And, and I just uh, I hated it. was so that I had finance to wake degree up at like 6 really in the morning. I was like, this you. is too early. Yeah,
0: like 6.30 yeah. 30 in the morning, not interesting. And now
1: of course I do that every morning with Ward. I, my wife's like, not every morning, but <laughs> once. um but anyway, so I moved to Nashville and I'm here and I don't know anybody, and my brother's gone the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like I'm going to call my buddy Dave. I mean, it still, to me, sounds so random why I did this. And I called him up, and he's working in Atlanta. And I would come up to Atlanta on the weekends, sleep on his couch, and we started writing some of these songs. And I was like, Dave, I don't know, I don't know what this is, but there's something here. There's something really good here. And he decides to uh, quit his job, which he had a great job with benefits, all the stuff. It was years till that happened again. Four hundred one Ks. You know what I'm talking about. Big stuff. Grown up so, stuff. It, so, anyways, we come to Nashville. Gosh, I'm talking a lot. Uh, and, and we're starting to write these songs. And Josh has me as his number one friend on MySpace. Yeah. So I'm out at a bar in Nashville. Congratulations. Yes. Now you can. Now I'm done.
3: Okay. So I was a fan of Josh. And he did. He his was music, a very, his, a his music. music? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was a very kind brother and had Charles and one of his top eight friends. Um, Charles just told us he was number one Next. friend. So, yes. Well, one.
2: Tom has to be the Tom one. Tom has to be there. Oh, that's right. right. Tom, Tom that. does yeah. have to be number one. So you can be two through seven, yeah. yeah.
3: And so I just remember kind of surfing MySpace because it was such a place to discover music at that point. It was 2006. And I, Stumbled on Charles's music, and then a couple of weeks later, found myself at 12th and Porter, not far from here, and I recognize him. And so I just walk up to him and...
0: <laughs> from my MySpace! From walks- MySpace! Aren't you not that guy me. that's nice. Josh Kelly's number mention, two friend?
1: Knowing Hillary, like, this is the Hillary. We all yes. we know Hillary. She walks up to me. This is not a Hillary thing no. to do. Yeah.
3: yeah. I just walked up, and I said... Hi, I'm Hillary, and I've heard your music, and I think you're really good. It's nice to meet
1: you. She was hitting on me. Let's be honest.
3: For sure. <laughs> you can shake your head, <laughs> but we Single. all were in 2006. <laughs> we know what was happening. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was really innocent, to be honest. I mean, it was so just.
1: Oh no, I get now, it. No, it totally is. Now it's it totally so weird because like. I know. It sounds even gross We're think brother.
3: About. You're my brother, but um, we've also
0: watched y'all sing "Need You Now" two thousand yeah. times, yeah, yes, and so we know it's
1: all fake. It's yeah, all it's joke. all
3: made up. You're performing this whole thing. So funny. Um, but I, Hillary, Hillary's so
0: I know, lost I'm now. I'm like, She's like, "Get me out
1: well, of this." Well, basically, I'll take over. Okay,
3: take
0: it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, well, I did not know, I know this was going to happen.
1: Abraham seven. Yeah, In seven. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, Dave, she comes over. We talk, I talk her into writing a song and she comes over. And you
0: over. invite Dave over too. Everybody's coming to the fancy no, house. Dave's
1: living there. And, oh, you're living in the and, right house. in the house. And we're running out of money fast. Uh, I sell my truck. I mean, we don't have jobs. We're running money real fast. And she comes over. The first song we write is a song called All We'd Ever Need, which is on our first record. Yeah. The third one was Love Don't Live Here. And the second
3: one. Second, second one was Can't was take, take My, my Eyes arms Off You. And I was
1: just like, I, I to Dave, I was like, I don't know what this, I, I was like, this is this is something about this is really cool. And she had a little buzz in town, and I was like, I don't want to put any pressure on you. You keep doing your thing, but let's just on the a side. side project. Do this. And then it kind of happened there, within, you know, kind of after that. Because I
3: had been pursuing music since I was 16 here in Nashville because I grew up here. And so... I had worked on that. I'd gotten a development deal on another label here in Nashville. I had done a big showcase in March of two thousand and six. And then they said no. They passed on me. And
0: will you explain idiots. what a showcase is for those of us that don't do yes. anything like that?
3: So basically, they offered me they offered me a contract to let me kind of develop my songwriting. Um, my artistry for about a year. And then at the end of that, you take that collection of songs that's normally anywhere between three to five and you book a place like this or a lot of times a lot smaller than this and you perform. And so that's kind of your American Idol moment. But it's like the the audience
0: is full of executives. Executives, publishers. And and so you literally are doing a show of what you've worked on for a year. Yes. And afterwards they're going to say yes or no to you being an artist in country music. It is... People are like, I've got a showcase next week. And you're like, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. It's so scary. It's nerve-wracking. Yes. It really is. And and was heartbreaking because, yeah. you know, I thought that it was moving in a good direction. But God had completely other, more incredible plans because less than two months later is when we met each other and then started writing shortly after that. And um, it was like I had never creatively felt more at home like I'd been writing for a really long time. I mean, instead of going anywhere on my senior year of high school spring break, I stayed in Nashville and wrote songs. Like that's how much <laughs> I wanted it, you know? And and so to write and to be able to collaborate and connect on that creative level with Charles and David was just like it felt like home. And so, you know, he he jokes that he like needed to twist my arm to the side project. It was it was just obvious that this was what was supposed to happen. And when we got on stage at Third and Lindsley, like a couple, like literally a block that way, um, or maybe that way. Um,
0: guess what? It's audio. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can say that way and they'll be fine.
3: It's very true. Um, we had so much fun. I mean, and then it was like, okay, wherever, however we're doing this and 15 years let's later, say so you' 15 yeah, yeah. that
0: you' all have been doing this yeah I'm gonna ask you a real question why haven't you quit why haven't you quit
1: probably come close maybe a couple times but we hadn't quit on each other let's say that
3: yes wow. I think there's
1: been moments where each of us individually come to find out later as we really kind of you know talked about it had been in places individually separately that we were just kind of over it, over each other or felt disrespected, you know, and I will say I, I'm not the easiest person, especially early on, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really able to listen to anybody's opinion. I had a vision and it was, you know, my, you know, just the way, the way I approached life and yeah. marriage helped me a lot, my wife, and, you know, and, and, you know, just kind of finding myself more, but I will say I probably was a big issue for a while. <laughs> Daddy like of the drinkies. <laughs> <laughs> definitely put us in a couple pickles at most.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: I love you so much. Um, Dave, you gave up your whole life in Atlanta. You gave up a job that was yeah. safe to move into this guy's house.
2: <laughs> I, I know, I'm now rethinking. Uh, <laughs> It's that entire so moment in shocking, time, right? Dude, looking back, I know I can't it is. You did. I know I've been enjoying just like hearing the story again. It's so nostalgic and sweet. Ugh. So,
0: yeah, because really? it was wild
2: and crazy, and it was like we had no idea what we were doing. And did you
0: think it would work, or what did you think? What made you go? This is worth giving up my whole life to try.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like God put it upon my heart, but I've always had this like vision to just get out and try things. I love trying. I love being creative. And even if you fail, it's like worth it. Yeah. Like I, I like the risk. That's I right. like risk. Like it's, you know, I felt like I had a solid job. And I even told my accounting boss at the time, I was like, I'm going to go try music. He was like, really? <laughs> um, and he's like, if you want to come back here, if things, if yeah, <laughs> when you fall flat on your face, yeah. you can come back. <laughs> uh, and um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think Charles's validation of what we were doing, like was super encouraging to me. Um,
0: You're like that guy was in Spork.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 he knows. <laughs> Wait a minute, the guy from Spork.
0: <laughs> if a guy from Spork says we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it.
2: But it was like, I don't know. It's just like I feel so blessed that that we're here now in this moment yeah. today. I mean, looking back, it's just it has to be, you know, God's providence. I mean, there's no other way to to skin it to me. That's I mean, right. there's really no other way. I mean, yep. so it was an incredibly special journey and. Those early days were just like, we had no idea what we were doing. And, you know, now we have, we pace things out. We try to really like, you know, schedule our lives so it all makes sense. But those early days, you were just flying out of the seat of your pants every day.
0: Okay. So let's talk. I'm going to read numbers that may embarrass y'all, but I'm going to do it. So just be with me for a minute. When you talk about God's providence and where you are now, 11 number one songs, 18 million albums sold. 18 million albums sold. I have like 4 of those. That is not helpful. 34 million tracks. And this, this number I I had to confirm was not a lie. 5 billion digital streams. Mm. I mean,
1: that's that's wild.
0: That's wild, yeah, right?
1: I I've never heard that number. I bet, I mean, and we've probably gotten paid a penny off those streams. They really. Yeah.
0: Hey, brother, a penny for five billion. Listen, you're gonna be all right. No,
1: that's it's a not lot about, of money.
0: That's no. actually the math of that is pretty extraordinary.
1: No, I was saying, no, a penny, a penny for all of it. Uh, no, it's it, that's wild. I didn't hear
0: that. Five billion confirmed in that. that I did, a little I did, bit more I did, like Taylor Swift it's or Bieber. It's in the overall career info paragraph. Okay. So yeah, it's true. It's really true. Hey friends, just taking another break from this conversation to share about our newest partner, Policy Genius. Y'all know how much I love confetti and try to find every excuse to use it. Well, the excitement you feel when you finally get life insurance would be a great time to use your favorite confetti popper. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. And you could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirements for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. I bet you're wondering how hard this process is to even get life insurance. Well, my friends, I've got some great news for you. Getting started is super easy. First, head to policygenius.com and in minutes you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. How awesome is that? Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies and they don't add on extra fees. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And now back to our conversation with Hillary, Dave, and Charles. I I just think it is really profound to think that y'all were willing to try something you weren't sure would work and you were, each of you walked through seasons of pain the whole way through. I don't know that I've, we've ever talked to us publicly. I went to college with Dave and Charles. We didn't meet at Georgia that I remember, but Dave and I knew each other at Georgia. And when I moved here in 2008, one of my friends said, hey, you know, Dave Haywood lives in Nashville now and he's in like a band. And I was like, oh, cool. And then another friend in Atlanta goes, well, my friend Hillary's up there, you should meet her. She's in like a band. And then I get here and I'm like, they're in the same band. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And so to walk this with y'all has has felt like one of the most beautiful things to see. Thank you. And so I, Hillary and I were talking earlier that there was a year that Hillary took me as her date to the Grammys. Because I'll never get there on my own skill. So <laughs> I ate it up. Um, and it was the year, the first year y'all ever won a Grammy, correct? Yes.
3: Yeah. We performed. So we won for I Run to You that night. And then we performed Need You Now that night. And I'll never forget it. One, because it was the Grammys. And two, because a curtain fell on my head. A curtain (laughs) fell on her head. Have y'all seen this? But my hair was teased up real high. And somehow, by the grace of God, I got my hand up above my head just in time to where I like, Yes, yeah. flew it off. I mean, y'all but, performing
0: on national TV on the Grammys. A curtain falls on it. It was a, literally
1: a, a, probably an inch from if it had, if she had not had her hand up, it would have gone all over, and she would have been like a ghost with a ghost picture perfect <laughs> memories. Come. And I mean, that I, no telling what it would have. would have gone laughing viral. Stock, yeah.
3: It would have gone viral, but no, I think Ooh, I mean gosh, Need You Now went viral on its own. By yes. the way, so. <laughs>
0: It didn't need you getting knocked out cold in front of <laughs> God and everybody. Um, can we talk for a minute about the new album? Yes. Because yeah. wow. the other thing from another paragraph, it says, "I love this. The new music is not dedicated to the struggles of 2020, but it was born alongside them."
1: Well, who came up with that? That's beautiful. <laughs> Callie, who wrote I've read that? That's
0: on beautiful. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that true of this new album, What a Song Can Do? Is it and it's called What a Song Can Do, Chapter One, which implies to me, <laughs> Detective Annie, it's gonna be a chapter two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. No, Thank there you. is. Yeah, great. Uh, Dave was actually highly concerned about that. Dave was like, Are You sure we need to let them know there will be acid Dave? When it says chapter one, you just, I don't
2: know. I, I'm, I'm taking everybody. It's, it's good to hear it, you picked if, up on it. That's I
0: did. The, I stupid. did. I did. I drew my I own I lost sleep
2: over this for a whole night. I was like, Who
0: was? I was like, we got a lot
2: more music coming. It out.
0: <laughs> so it comes out when? End of this month?
2: June
3: 25th.
0: Okay. Yep. Yep, what? The first Yes. The first and Like a Lady chapter. is on it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And when you performed it this week for the CMA Awards, was that the first time doing it live? No.
3: No, we performed it for the ACMs, and then we're on Ellen a couple weeks ago. Um, Played at the Opry? And wow. At the oh, yeah, Opry. The Opry. This, Members of the Opry. Yes, thank yeah. you. That is a
0: huge deal. Thank Nashville you. National knows that is a huge deal to be a member of the Opry. Real it
3: really was. Um, but it's it was fun. And this past week for the CMT Awards, we had an all girl band, and Carly I loved Pierce it. came out and sang it with us. and... Lindsay L. was playing guitar, so it kind of made it. afraid it was Chan on the drums. Yes.
0: Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's
1: so awesome. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a fun, a fun, yeah. fun, fun. Yeah, that night. was really good. It, it, was, it was very refreshing just like her I me, mean, like, man, we have, I mean, these are some lady bosses back yeah. there. I mean, just ripping Are you the feeling that right now,
0: kind of? Listen,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm surrounded by strong women. My wife, Hillary, Kelly. Yeah. Kelly's very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Your manager, you, Thank Annie. you,
0: Charles. I am right here to All your left. ladies out there. My gracious. Woo-hoo! Well, now it's not special anymore as. when you invited everybody and oh, in. Every girl on the planet, Charles, no. I was right here. Um, <laughs> y'all go back out on tour at the end of July. Yeah. How does it feel yeah. to see those dates up and arenas coming? And I can't
2: wait. I mean, again, this is from the guy who was talking about really loving the downtime. But you hit a point where, like, just being in community again. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, honestly, like. The friendship and the camaraderie we have backstage is so fun. I just miss a lot of those moments, too. Like, there's kind of just a lot of, like, band and crew that I miss. But obviously, like, stepping into a place, the lights go down, kicking into our music. I mean, it's just the greatest feeling in the world, people singing back songs to you. So I kind of just can't wait for hot, sweaty nights out at these amphitheaters and, you know, sweating all over the gear and laughing, having a good time. I mean, it's just, it's like summer camp every year. Yeah,
0: yeah. For our friends that are here and our friends listening, we're going to do a couple of questions that everybody gets to hear, and then we're going to save some just for the people that are in the room. But one of the questions I would love for y'all each to answer, and then we'll talk about what sounds fun to you. As you're going into a new album launch, as you're going into a tour going back out, when our friends think to pray for you, what do you want them to pray?
3: Well, I'll go first. Um... Stamina, yeah, because we're eighteen plus months out from doing any kind of touring schedule, yeah, so stamina, um, and I think for me, personally, just my mama's heart, leaving my girls yeah. um, are they not coming out? they'll come out a little bit, but they're all starting school right school, at the beginning right. of August, and so just want to keep them in their routine, and they're so happy in it and so that'll be, that'll be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Dave?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think prayers for balance, like Hillary's talking about. Um, but, you know, something that always, like, sticks out to me is, is I think, prayers for um, us standing firm in what we're called to do and being proud of that. and Yes. And standing firm that the Lord has us here for a reason, has yes. us in these cities for a reason. Yes. Um, you know, I think I can be the first to be like, oh, my gosh, the ticket sales aren't are a little low tonight, people don't love us, we're done, right? I just immediately go to the worst case scenario um, possible. And so I I think for me it's, I don't know, like trusting that we're called to be here, making music that hopefully touches people in a special way. I mean, I've had so many moments at shows where like one person will say one thing that was so moving and I'm like, that's why we do it. I remember now, you know, it might be at a meet and greet or something beforehand, or it might be from a family friend after a show. And I don't know, those are the moments that make me go, this is why we're out doing this for you. It was just for you tonight. So I think prayers to be reminded of that when it gets hard out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I echo a lot of what you're saying, just appreciation, uh, pray for, you know, balance and appreciation, but my prayers are always, especially if they're not with me, just to keep my wife and my little boys safe. That's always like the first thing on my mind is like, dear Lord, just keep them safe. I, yeah. I'm always, I don't know, got an only, only child. And he's like kind of the center of, uh, of our world. And so that's always kind of at the forefront of my mind is when I'm away from them to keep them safe.
0: We will pray that. Um, y'all were very brave this year in a lot of ways. And, and I, it continues to make me so proud. Thank and it feels like an honor to get to pray y'all into this next season. Um, the last question we always ask on the show, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to have his own podcast. That's what sounds fun like to Charles. Uh, <laughs> Brother, I got a network. Let's talk. Fun? I got you. Uh,
1: you need a theme I'll time? tell you what does not sound fun. Okay, is that's the opposite. The hot tub truck. Have y'all seen this downtown oh. in Nashville? <laughs> I she, was.
0: Why is she clapping? I was like driving.
1: <laughs> My wife and I we went to dinner before this thing, and we were driving. I was like, "Is that a hot tub in the back of a truck?"
0: So it's like one of the pedal taverns, yeah, things, but it's a hot tub. It's a hot tub. There's there's there eight eight gross. eight eight
1: girls in there just in a hot tub,
0: in the back of a truck wasted,
1: and I'm like,
3: "How is that fun?
1: <laughs> like, are you gonna invite people? Whoa. I don't know. I, it just it's a very well, interesting concept to me."
3: And even with all of the extra, like, COVID protocol sanitation stuff, like, you think I they could clean that hot tub? not. That's no, like, no, you're no, making
0: no. friendship soup.
1: That is, you and are.
0: that's so gross.
1: Friendship <laughs> soup.
0: That's so gross. So we'd like to
1: start out with what's not fun, and then okay, we get yeah, go yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Well, this is your show now, so you just yeah. do what you want, pal. <laughs> I haven't been in charge in a long time. Can we
1: get a not? That sounds not fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, with Charles <laughs> Kelly. With Charles <laughs> what's your Kelly? middle initial? <laughs> B. Okay, B. Bur-
1: Burgess. Burgess. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't
0: tell everybody that they can still hear yeah, day. Uh, Burgess.
1: Very regal. Uh, but very regal. what is fun? Golf is very fun to me. Yeah,
0: you. love Going it. on the
1: road, I, I will say that being on the on the stage, as you can tell, I love to just. I like to be in front of people. It's an adrenaline rush.
0: <laughs> tell us. Getting more. on that
1: stage is going to be a whole new, fresh experience. I yeah. mean, there's something so nice in a weird way of being away from it because we're going to appreciate it so much more and I miss that adrenaline rush every night
3: Yeah, sure. I, we've talked about this a good bit the last couple of weeks as we've been doing a little bit more stuff around the record but I mean getting back out on tour how many times in your life do you get the opportunity for something to feel new again Wow! and that I think is something that I'm extremely grateful for yeah um, and what sounds fun to me is, and it's not just because I'm here with you, but we're long overdue on a girls' night, oh, and that yeah. sounds very fun to me. Let's do it. Okay, it's just good. some good time with you. And you want me just... to call that
1: hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. Get you a couple girls. That was good. That was good. I, I can that go was ahead good. and say it fit eight comfortably <laughs> from 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 the outside looking in. <laughs> Uh, and they had uh, they had some some definitely some good jams going.
0: Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Would you like to make friendship soup sometime? <laughs> yeah, okay. very interested. Dave, what sounds fun to you?
2: Uh, I don't. I can't follow either of those. <laughs> um, I, I mean, honestly, I love being silly. I think one of my favorite things. Like my wife and I made some funny, silly parody videos last year during that
0: were not casual. You got nominated for a CMT award. Yeah, for- I know.
2: I know. My wife got a really big head really fast. <laughs> I'm kidding, honey. I love you. Um, but I don't know, being silly. Yeah. I, like, I, like the, for me, that kind of connects the dots of feeling like a kid again. Yeah. It's in, like, playing and, like, just yeah. being silly and joking. And, like, you know, we did the parody songs. And, I mean, we just rolled laughing trying to write these funny songs about. Will
0: you say the title so people can look them up if they haven't heard
2: them? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, the first song we wrote was called Just Another Day in Quarantine. To the tune of of Just Another Day in Paradise by Phil Vassar. My wife and I love 90s country. It was like my favorite era of country music. Um, And then we wrote a song about Zooming called We Zoomed. (laughs) It was really funny if you see the video. (laughs) There, it falls on. a little flat until you put it all together there's and watch the video. There's
0: more words than that, by we the danced. way. That's not the whole song. Yeah, there's yeah, more. To, to a Brad
2: Paisley song about we danced. We danced. Yes, we yes,
0: thank you, yes. Because uh, you made us like we wrote a song, we zoomed, bye. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like way more to it. it just a
2: jingle. A yeah,
0: that's more of a jingle, they would say.
2: But um, anyways, we just, I don't know, being silly and being fun. Yeah. I mean, just like feeling like a kid again, doing that.
0: Um, you guys, thank you for doing this. It means, this is not fake, it means the world to me. We all please thank Lady A for joining us today. Oh, you guys, aren't they the best? My gosh, these live shows, I'm absolutely loving that y'all get to hear them, hear the crowd response. Hear these moments that we captured. Oh, I just love it. And Hillary, Dave, and Charles are three of the very best. Make sure you check out their new album, What a Song Can Do, Chapter One. And give them a follow at Lady A if you're not following them already. Tell them thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same have a great week we'll see you back here on Wednesday with a crowd favorite from our live show in Kansas City Trey
3: Kennedy your your home one two on the microphone any your car to
0: your